pastors Michael and Brenda Brunzo welcome you and thank you for listening to the following message. This message was recorded during a regular service at Faith Fellowship Church. The Bible tells us in Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So we believe this message will encourage and strengthen you in your daily walk of faith. God bless you as you listen. speak the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. When you can't do anything else, you can speak the name of Jesus. Yes. You know, there's been times in my life when I've been so sick. I had the flu once. It was terrible. I couldn't even pray. You know, it's good that God woke us up this morning. He allowed us to make it safely to his house, yeah. to get to his church, even if your back hurts this morning. Yeah. You still got up. If your feet hurt, you got up. Yeah. If your work week was stressful, you still got up. Yeah. If you had a late night, you got up. Yeah. Amen. It's hard sometimes. I know it's hard for me sometimes. Mm -hmm. Because I'm human just like you are. But God is good all the time. Hallelujah. And all the time, God is good. Yes, he is. So if you really want to know, give him a try. Give Jesus a try. If you don't like it, the devil will take you back. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes we have low points, we have sad points in our life when we just can't seem to make a move towards God. You know, those times when we're really low, when we're really sad, when we're really having a hard time, the devil creeps in and he tells you, oh, you don't have a problem. Don't worry about them. They ain't going to miss you if you don't go to church on Sunday. They ain't going to miss you if you don't come Wednesday night. Just go ahead, lay back down. Go ahead and sit in front of the TV and watch your program. You're not missing much. You worked hard all week. You, you deserve a break. Don't listen to them. Don't listen to the lies of the enemy. Get up. Come hang out with God's people. Come hang out in God's house. Come and hang out with the Word of God. 
found that you feel better when you leave than you did when you came? Here's the thing. Once you decide to walk with God, he'll go with you all the way. Yep. Word of God says that he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. I've got some brothers in the flesh that I love dearly. My oldest brother I see once a year. My youngest brother, I'm lucky if I see once a year. sisters and my other brother, I see them a little bit more often because they make an effort to see people. But Jesus is that friend that sticks closer than a brother. He cares for you. He holds you in the palm of his hand. Hallelujah. You know, I've come to find out that in the most troublesome times of my life that he was there. That he was carrying me and he's the one that got me through. He's the one that lifted me up. The title of my message today is, Do You Know Him? Go in the book of Matthew, chapter 1, it gives us the genealogy of Jesus. I'm not going to read it. I'm just going to summarize it a little bit for you. Isaac was born of Abraham. And Jacob was born of Isaac. Judah was born of Jacob. And some generations would pass. And then there would be Jesse, the son of Obed. Jesse had a son named David. Who had a son named Solomon. And generations continued, and there came a man named Joseph, seed of Jacob. There's 14 generations from Abraham to David, 14 generations from David to the carrying away into Babylon. Another 14 generations to the birth of Jesus. Seventeen says this, all the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations. And from David to the carrying away into Babylon are 14 generations. And from the carrying away into Babylon unto Christ are 14 generations. You know, a lot of people come to church and say that they know what the Bible says. They say that they know Jesus. They feel like they know God. relationship with him, but do they? Do we really? You know, the scriptures say that just the hem of God's garment filled up the temple. Isaiah 6 and 1, and the King James says, in the year that King Uzziah died, I also saw the Lord sitting upon the throne high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Just the hem of his garment 
Just the edges of it filled the temple. And God is great. God is big. Do we know him? He's the living God. Amen? He's real. And you can still meet the living God. You can still have a relationship with God. still have what my mama and my grandma called the no-soul salvation. Yeah. Amen. How do you know he's real? Because he lives with me and he dwells with me and he talks with me and he walks with me and he goes with me wherever I go. And whenever I start to do something I shouldn't be doing, he says, are you sure that you want to do that? Go. Are you sure that you want to go there? came to visit us in the personhood of Jesus. And when he was crucified and he died and he rose again and he went away, he said, I'm going to send another one. And you're going to know him when he comes because he's going to be like me. He's going to do the things that I do. He's going to say the things that I say. He's going to leave you where, where I tell you to go. And you're going to do greater things because he's coming and he's going to dwell in you and he's going to be in you and he's going to take you to where you need to be. Jesus, the word of God, came and manifested himself in the flesh so that we could relate to him. Word of God says that he was tempted in every manner like us. came so that we could relate to him, so that we could know him. And through the Holy Spirit today, he's still working with us. He's still walking with us. He's still talking with us. You know, if, we, if we're honest, we can look back over our lives and we can see those places where, where we've messed up, where we fell short. in following him and having a personal relationship with him. When we started leaning on religious rules,
you know, our trust in, in religious rules. Well, I know if I can do this, if I do this, if I do this, if I do this, then God's going to accept me. We stumble and we lose our focus. And sometimes we get caught up in rules instead of in spending time with him. I'm sure there's been times, I know there's been times in my life where I, I, I've thought, if I do this, and I do this, and I do this, then God's going to love me more, and he's going to accept me. But God can't love you any more than he already does because he already sent his son Jesus to be a sacrifice for your sin. He says, come and drink of the water of life freely. You know, it's easy to gauge your life sometimes by following a set of rules, but that's what what other religions do. That's what Muslims do, that's what the, the Hindus do, that's what these other religions do, you know, they got, they got a set of rules and you got to follow them and you got to go by them or you're not going to make it. What do we have to do? We've got to accept Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, love God and love our fellow man. we got to get our love walk right. One John chapter two verse three through six says this: Hereby we do know that we love him if we keep his commandments. He that saith I know him and keepeth not his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoso keepeth his word in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know that we are in him. He that saith he abideth in him ought himself also so to walk, even as he walked. You know, scripture talks about knowing God and, and walking as, as Jesus did. Obedience to God is a sign of faith. How do we obey God? We love one another. We love God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, with all our strength, and we love our neighbor as ourselves. sometimes we can pray and we can ask God what his will is. You know, we ask him, Lord, do you want me to do this? Do you want me to do that? Sometimes his answer is, is as clear as a yes or a no. But sometimes we get that answer. Wait. We don't like wait. So what do we do? How do we walk with God? got to know what he's like. If we know what God's like, then we walk like him, and we talk like him, and we do the things that he does. 1 John 4 and 8 says, He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God's love. Well, the scriptures say he's love. His nature is love, and he's never going to act Toward you in an unloving way. 
everything he does to you and for you is out of love because God's love. You ever felt the love of God in your life? Amen. You know, what God wants is simple. God wants what is best for you. The more we trust him, the more we see his will for his life, and we can understand that it's good for us. When we love God, we'll obey him. As we obey him, we see his love. We understand his goodness, and we trust him even more. So even when God is disciplining us and correcting us, it's because of his love for you. Amen. Hebrews 12, 6 and 7 says this, For whom the Lord loved, he chasteneth. He scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not? Sometime God will get on you. You're going to come to church and a preacher's going to preach a message and you're going to think, man, he just walked all over my shoes. Stepped on my toes all the way up to my knees. But God loves us and he wants our relationship with him to be stronger. And our love relationship with him determines everything that we do. No matter what our circumstances are, his love never changes. Because he always acts in love toward us. You can depend on this. He will always be by your side. God do what you were doing last night? Friday night? He was right there. Jesus on the cross proved his love for us beyond a shadow of a doubt. He poured himself out completely and totally for you. And God's commands are for our good, not for our frustration. Sometimes we get frustrated because our flesh wants to do things. God's commands are to help us not to hurt us, not to ruin our enjoyment in life. Because when God tells us to do something or to refrain from doing something, it's because he wants to bring joy to our life. He wants to bring strength to our life. He wants to bring peace to our life. John 1, 3, 1 John 3.16 says this, Hereby perceive we the love of God because he laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Jesus laid down his life for us. That means no matter what the world throws at us, no matter what goes on around us, we can be confident that he loves us that he cares for us. 
Do you know him? If you don't, you want to know him. You know, our, as human beings, sometimes our knowledge is limited, our vision gets blurred, and, and, and we don't understand what God is doing sometimes. We don't see what he's doing. We don't get it. Hey God, I'm following you, I'm loving, I'm doing what, what I'm supposed to do. Why are these things occurring? Trusting God when things look unreasonable is hard sometimes. That's where we walk in faith as Pastor was talking about this morning. Sometimes walking in faith is difficult. But if we hold on, we'll see him in our situation. You know, I can look back in my life and see when times were hard, when things weren't good. And I don't want the hard times. I want good. Good times. I don't want difficult things going on in our life. I want things to be nice and easy and comfortable and soft. You know, God could have chosen an easier route for me. God could have taken the bumps out of my road. But God did it in the way that it should have been done because the road that I walked got me to where I am now. And where I am now is where I need to be. One John three twenty says, "For if our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things." So, so I, I'm standing here today saying this: Don't let your lack of knowledge or vision turn you away from trusting God. Ask God to open your eyes and give you a vision, and let you see just what He wants for your life, the way that He wants you to walk, the way that He wants you to go. Because the directions for our life come from his wisdom and his knowledge and his knowing exactly where we need to be, where exactly where we need to go and exactly what we need to be doing. God's directions are right. When God gives you an order, when God speaks to your heart, whenever God leads you in a certain way, you can believe God's already made the way and considered every single factor in that thing. So if God is telling you to do something, He'll make sure that it can be done. He'll enable you to accomplish his will. He won't lead you anywhere that his power and his love can't keep you. It doesn't mean that we won't have times that we fail. It doesn't mean that we'll never mess up. It won't mean that our faith won't waver a little at times. No. It means that if God tells you to do something, he'll give you enough strength to do it. The Bible says he can keep you from falling. So when we fall, the problem isn't God, it's us. Why? Because we ran out of strength. God didn't run. 
when we find ourselves running out of strength, God is standing there and he's waiting. All you had to do was come to me. All you had to do was look to me. I'll give you strength. I'll lift you up. I'll, I'll, I'll sustain you. Ephesians 3.20 says this, now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. You know, sometimes God calls us <clears throat> to take a leap. And we're not sure where that leap is going to take us. You know, we want to see the whole plan. Okay, God, I want to know exactly this is where I'm at, and this is where I'm starting at. Now I want to see the end of it. So show me everything from here to there so I know. And all God is wanting is for us to take a step. Anybody ever watch any Indiana Jones movies? I like Indiana Jones. One particular movie where they're searching for the cup that Jesus drank from on the, at the Last Supper. That's where the storyline's going. But they got to follow this, this thing. And one of the one of the instructions, you know, he follows through and he does all this stuff and he gets to this one place and there's this great big gap between him and the cave where he needs to get to. And the instructions are take a leap of faith. Take a step of faith. God is wanting us to. He wanted to take us, us to take a step of faith sometime. But Indiana Jones stands there and he takes a great big step of faith. He steps out, and there's a bridge there that he, he can't see. It blends in with everything else around it. And once he takes that step of faith, then he's able to walk across and get to where he needs to be. And that's the way it is with us. Whenever God tells us to take that leap of faith, to take that step of faith, we need to just do it. We just need to step out and trust him and believe him and know that he has got us exactly where he wants us. Amen. Now, I'm not saying jump off a diamond board on your own. I'm saying, listen, God wants you to take a leap, take a leap. take that leap of faith and we land in his loving arms. I, I, I know when my little girls were, were small they would like to have a hope chest at the end of my bed and they would climb up on that and be decked and they'd run to the end of that thing and jump. Why? Because they knew I was going to catch them. They were going to land in my arms. And that's where we are with God. God will allow us to land in his arms
and says, Lord, just take that leap of faith. Just, Lord, jump if we're going. Do what God has called us to do. His directions to jump are right and they're good because we're going to land in his He'll be strong enough to hold us when we obey him. We have to take that first step. We have to take that leap of faith and trust him. We could be here, it could be at home, it could be another church, but take that leap of faith, take that step and trust him. But we're like a lot of people, and, and we'll take that pause, and we'll step back, and we'll hesitate, and we're afraid, afraid of what other people might say, afraid of what other people might think, so we don't make that leap of faith. We miss an opportunity to know God in a special way, and to be blessed because we're following God in a special way. We tell ourselves it's just too hard. I can't make it. It's too hard to make a decision that might save our life. So we get content just to learn about it. There's people all over the world today that know about Jesus. But they don't know him. You know, in the Old Testament, it seemed like the only people that that knew the will of God was, was the prophets. The Holy Spirit wasn't given to everybody at that time, so it would move on the prophets, and they would know the will of God, and they'd be able to tell the people. But we've got the Holy Spirit living in us and dwelling in us when we accept him and when we allow him to come in. And we can be led by the Spirit of God. It's possible for us to know the will of God for our life if we'll just open ourselves up to it, if we'll read the Word, if we'll study the Word. The Word of God study to show yourself approved. A workman rightly dividing the Word of Truth. You've got to study it for yourself. You can't depend on the pastor to give it to you. You can't depend on me to give it to you. I got news for you. Anything I tell you, you better check it out. Yeah. I might have got a hold of some bad beans and be giving you a bean sermon. I don't know. But I'm a human just like anybody else. Check it out for yourself. Study the word to show yourself approved God. Let me sit here. Get in the word of God. That's where we find the will. You know, if we look back and we think about our past, you know, we can see different places where our life could have went in a different direction where a different thing could have happened if we had made a different decision. Most of us here today have come to a crossroad, and if you haven't come to a crossroad, 
way is it that's going to lead me home? Which way is best? If you take the wrong road, the, the implications could be devastating. If you take the wrong fork, your life could be a life full of sorrow. miss your turn, your life could be full of disappointment. If you fail to move at all, you have a life of unnecessary pain and suffering. You know, there's decisions that we make that we won't be able to change. Everything that we've done up to this point in our life, we can't go back and we can't change a thing. But what we do today forward can cause us to be blessed. It can cause us to know the will of God and to be blessed and to know that God is guiding our steps along the way everywhere we go. <clears throat> Romans 8, 4 says that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Wouldn't you like to know him? Wouldn't you like to know what his will is for your life? We can. We just have to follow after him. God wants to lead you through this life. He wants you to know his spirit so that we won't make terrible, tragic mistakes. And his spirit is trying to influence us to go in the right directions. And the Holy Ghost working in us, trying to nudge us. Jesus was here and he was talking to, to some folks. He told them, I speak what my Father tells me to speak. Yeah. You know what the Holy Ghost does? It speaks what the Father tells him to speak to you. He's leading, he's guiding, he's nudging, he's trying to influence you in, in the right direction. John 16, 13 says, how be it when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth for he shall not speak of himself but whatsoever he shall hear he shall, that shall he speak and he'll show you things to come. The devil's trying to lead you every which direction he can just to get you out of the will of God and get you to miss it. tricks of the devil because he's got a pocket full of them just waiting to trip us up. Just waiting to tear us down. Romans 8, 6-9 says this, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it's not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God, but ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so, be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he's none of his. 
Now, every time somebody tells you they've been directed by the Spirit to do something, you need to weigh it out and see which Spirit they're following. Because they could be listening to a lot of different influences. They could be influenced by their friends. They could be influenced by their spouse. They could be influenced by the circumstances. They could be influenced by the devil himself. Or they could be listening to the Holy Ghost and really have something for you. You've got to be sure that what somebody tells you lines up with the Word of God. Just because somebody tells you to do it in the will of God doesn't make it so. The devil's working every day to try and trip us up, to try and mess us up, offering the deal of a lifetime. All neatly wrapped up and dressed up. It's all shiny and bright. But watch what you're doing. We've got to know the will of God for our life. We've got to study. We've got to read. We've got to understand God's word that are given to us in the Bible. You know, there's a lot of things that excite people in life. People get excited by music. They get excited by sports, by money, by fame. Even the devil himself. But if, when it comes to what God has prepared for all of us to enjoy and to know, we need to learn and accept it in love. Okay, God, show me the way that I need to go. Direct me. Let me... Let me follow your path. Let me walk in your love. Let me show somebody else who you are. Ephesians 1, 3 through 6 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. We can be here today and we can be gone tomorrow. We don't know when we're going to leave this earth. We fail to see ourselves as sons and daughters of God sometimes. But if we call ourselves Christians, if we bear his name, we're his, aren't we? God made us somebody. A lot of times we feel like, like we're, we're nothing that, that the enemy comes and he tries to make us feel worthless. And that's all it is, is a, a trick of the enemy. 
people feel like they don't matter, that they have no purpose, but God made us special and God has called us. God wants us to see our destiny in him. He wants us to see the, the work that we can do in the kingdom of God if we'll trust him, if we'll hold his hand, if we'll just seek his face in everything that we do. He knows who, who we are. And a lot of people don't know who Jesus is. Like I said, they've heard about him and they know about him. But they don't know him. A lot of people agree that he was a good man and a good teacher. A lot of people agree he was a holy man and he was unique in so many different ways. A lot of people agree that his Sermon on the Mount was revolutionary. Colossians 2.9 says, For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead Father. You want to see God, Jesus told him that day, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I look just like my daddy. I do the things that my daddy tells me to do. I listen to him, I hear his voice, and I do the things that he tells me to do. And that's the way we need to be. We need to allow people to see Jesus in us. We need to be the light of the world. We need to be the salt that makes people thirsty thirsty to drink from the well of living water. You know, Jesus had confidence, I gotta wrap this up, about his relationship with the Father. He had faith in his relationship. He knew the Father was with him. John 8, 54 and 55 says this, Jesus answered, if I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It's my Father that honoreth me, of whom ye say that he is your God. Yet you've not known him, but I know him. And I should say, I know him not. I should be a liar like unto you, but I know him, and I keep his saying. Abraham knew that God would provide a lamb. What God asked Abraham to do, God did. Offered his only son, Abraham, but that believed in the one that God would send. He trusted God's promise. He he rejoiced in the knowledge that the Messiah would come from his descendants. Abraham rejoiced to see that day. John eight fifty six says, "Your father Abraham rejoiced that he would see my day. He saw it and was glad." You know what Jesus said. Said, I'm the bread of life. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. I am the door. I'm the good shepherd. I'm the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Before Abraham was born, I am. God in the flesh. God with us. And then Emmanuel.
interpreted God with us. If you know Jesus today, acknowledge that you have a relationship with him, seek his face. If you don't know Jesus, make that decision today. Follow him. Seek his face. Learn him and learn his ways. Walk in his ways. Learn how to love people. I love people. No, we love who we want to love. We got to love like God. We got to learn to love the unlovable. The relationship that we have with Jesus can be the best relationship that we'll ever experience. He died in our place, He became our substitute. He died for our sins. He became our sacrifice. Your relationship has reserved a place for you at his table. Every promise in the Bible is yours to lay hold to. Not one promise that God wants to withhold from you. You just have to make sure that you meet the qualifications to receive it. you've carried that burden too long, you need to let it go. You need to give it to God. He's, God's waiting to fight your battles. All too often we try and fight our own battles. We try and work things out on our own. We try and figure out what to do on our own. And we fail miserably and we become miserable and Jesus is standing there waiting. Waiting to take you in his arms. Not for just right now, but forever. You can make a life change today. You can get to know him today, you can get to know him forever. This isn't just for the people that are in this room. This is for people who will hear this on, on the podcast and on YouTube and on Rumble and everywhere else that we, we post. We might be in a dark place today, but you know what? Jesus said he was the light. Amen? Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father God, we're thankful today, Lord God, for the opportunity that you've given us, Lord. God, to come to share your word with your people today, Lord, we ask you, Father, that you would let us go away from this place. Change, God, because we spent time with you, Lord God. Let us get that relationship with you, Lord God. If someone, Lord God, Father, doesn't know you, Lord, we ask you, Father, that you'd let them ask you into their life, Lord God, to be their Savior, Lord. God, to have a relationship with you, Lord, to walk with you, to talk with you, to know you as their king, to know you as their Lord. God, we just thank you, Lord, for everything that you've done. Have your way, Lord, in our lives, Lord. Let us be found giving you praise, giving you honor, giving you glory for everything that you've done, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you all. Thank you for your attention. Amen. Hallelujah. We'll see you Wednesday night.
this concludes this message. Thank you for listening. We pray that it's been a blessing to you. For more information about FFC or its ministries, please contact the church office. God bless you, and remember, Jesus is Lord. Thank you.